0: Good day, good day. It's Phineas Robbins and you are tuned into the Phineas and Friends podcast. How's it going? <sighs> Truth be told, honestly, I just woke up from the most incredible nap. <laughs> I am a napper. I am. I love naps. Oh my goodness. If I can get like a 20 minute nap, it just, you know... It just really makes a difference. My mind is, I feel like I get a like mental reset. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to tackle whatever the rest of the day holds for me. So I'm super pumped, okay, after my re-energizing nap. Today we're going to talk about something that I believe is is vitally important to our, our well-being, our overall well-being, and that's joy, okay? And where would you rate yourself on the joy meter? You know, your day-to-day experience of life on a scale from one to five, one being no joy at all, five being joyful times a lot, uber joyful. Where would you rate yourself? And, well, the first thing I want to say is if you're, you're like, man, gosh, I don't really experience a lot of joy at all. There's nothing wrong, okay? <laughs> Got it, and nothing wrong. And I, in this conversation, want to have, give you some thoughts on joy and really how to create joy. Now, if you are a woman of faith or a person of faith, there are men who listen to this podcast, a very few percentage, but you may you may be listening in um and if you you know read the Bible at all there the the Bible says there's this one scripture that says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. The Bible actually has a lot to say about joy, okay and i'm I'm not here to discard at all what the scriptures say, all right. I'm going to take a look at joy from really working with your brain. And what I want to say about this is that consider that we can train ourselves to experience joy. Now, you have an experience overall of what your life is like, you know, overall, some people, you know, they just kind of like, overall, their experience in life is like, kind of dull, listless, not a lot of aliveness. Um, Some people, they're just kind of like, angry. That's just normal for them. Some people, they feel overwhelmed and that's their norm. Okay. Other people, they just feel like a heaviness and that's normal for them. And for myself, in my own experience, my normal mode was really not joy for most of my life, honestly. My normal mode was overwhelm. I'm not going to get into, like, the origin of it, okay? What I will say is that since I was five, all the way till I was 45, I've pretty much felt overwhelmed. So much so that, like, I, I didn't know how to feel like feel not feeling overwhelmed felt weird because it was just so normal for me. And I'm, I'm saying this for a very particular purpose, okay? For some of us, we just have been trained. Our body is accustomed to feeling a particular way. And To be able to experience something new takes training ourselves. And I want you to sit with that for a minute. One specific area where I felt overwhelmed was in my relationship with my husband. And we've really put in the work in our marriage, okay? And a few years ago... We had a breakthrough. And the only way I can describe it is like there was this new space in our relationship. And I remember for I think about two or three months. I felt so weird. (laughs) Because I was like the overwhelm isn't there. And I got like it was so like such a contrast to not have the feeling of overwhelm in my marriage that it felt wonky. It felt weird to me because I wasn't accustomed to f- not feeling overwhelmed with Dawn. And I actually, it took me some time to adjust. And I'm saying this for a reason. If for you, you're interested in joy. Okay, and cultivating joy, and really bringing joy into your life. And if that has not been your normal experience, then just be prepared, because depending on what your experience is, if it's not joy, what is it? Mine was overwhelm. Yours may be anger. Yours may be sadness. Then it's you're just gonna have to give yourself some grace to retrain yourself even like our body gets used to feeling a certain way that's just some wisdom that I've really garnered and I've worked with women I think one of the most um, dramatic examples in my coaching was this woman that I I worked with and she was angry for most of her life and she was in her um, mid fifties when I worked with her and anger was just her way. And you know, she shared, she remembers being angry since she happened to be five, coincidentally the same age as me, right? She lived her whole life for 50 years in a constant state of anger and frustration And to see this woman be free from that was just so incredibly remarkable. And she put the work in. It took like two years of a lot of consistency for her to experience peace and joy. So... I really feel like just to be responsible because, you know, one of the things I've really just become clear about is like in the work that I do, I'm not like, I'm not like rah-rah, I'm not like, oh, just think a positive thought, (laughs) that's just not me because things take time, my friend, and if you just think it's going to be like, oh, one You know, I'm going to say these words and then I'm going to be totally transformed. It doesn't work that way. The way I see it is, you know, in my own personal example, it took 40 years to end up how I was. And what makes me think that in four minutes of listening to a conversation, everything's going to be different? in my case it's literally taken me 20 years to dismantle overwhelm in my life and i you know i feel really good about it it's been a journey so now you may be like 20 years well everyone's different <laughs> i'm just saying that's been my journey I personally think I didn't have the tools that I teach now because everything I teach is like the result of training. It's the result of me taking what I've been trained in and integrating it into my life. It's been the result of coaching other women. And, you know, one of the things, my goal is to really be a resource for women where they don't have to go 20 years as long as it did with me I had no understanding of how my brain was working there was no advances in brain science 20 years ago the way there are now and when I actually started to research and study how the brain works it changed everything in my coaching I was like oh hey you mean oh this is how the brain works and I discovered that I'd been actually training my brain for years and I didn't even know what I was doing so the science helped me to understand at a deeper level and now create practical tools to train women. And I love the podcast because like in my mind, I'm literally train. I'm coaching every single episode. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to coach on today? I'm going to coach on what brings you joy today. So I'm going to dive in. Okay. And so it's like, all right how can we create joy work with our brain to create a sense of joy the first thing i will say is that the place to begin is look at where you put your attention We always have our attention on something. It's just the nature of human beings. We we can't not do that, okay? So we have to start with the foundation. Number one, foundation number one. We always put our attention on something. So question for you. Where do you find you put your attention on? For me, historically, I have put my attention on There's not enough time. There's not enough. The overwhelm is like, there's not enough. And I'm trying to X, Y, and Z. And there's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough resources. I don't have enough help. That's where my attention has been. Where is your attention? Now, you might not know. So that's where you got to look for yourself. Okay. When we focus on what's missing or what's wrong, we're going to have a default consequence or result. Mine was overwhelm. So, simply said, if you practice. Putting your attention on what brings you joy, you will have a result. So it's shifting your attention. Now, let's talk about shifting your attention. There has to be intention for you to shift your attention (laughs) now let me break that out for a second okay what does the word intention mean uh simply said intention is what you put all of your focus on and you know what that's like what's something that you really know you need to do and you get it done right yeah like there's times where i have deadlines I got people that work for me like in other countries and we have deadlines we're working on as a team and it's like, hey, this is due on Saturday. Oh, guess what? Everything will be done to be ready on Saturday. I don't care what ha- what's going on in my life. It's going to be done. Why? Well, because I set my intention on it. My intention is to have the work done by Saturday and I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get the work done. So intention is... I'm putting all my focus into something. So, when we talk about what brings us joy and expanding our capacity to experience joy, it's shifting our attention to what brings us joy, and we shift with intention. Like, no, I'm getting me some joy. That's, I'm out for joy. (coughs) Now, what does joy look like for you? What does joy feel like for you? That's a good question because how can you put your attention on something you don't know what it looks like? It's like nebulous. It's like, like airy. You know, and that's something I invite you to really begin to explore for yourself. What, what does joy look like for me? And I don't think it's the same for everyone. Uh, for me, one thing that brings me joy is um, being around my family And I have lots of different family, but when I'm around my family, especially like my siblings, uh, well, I mean, really my family, I I have a good relationship with my family. And I understand you might not have a good relationship with your family, okay? When I'm around my family, I feel like my heart feels full of love. The definition of the word joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Another thing that brings me joy is walking outside where I can see trees and birds. And I walk in my neighborhood and there's just moments where I'm walking and I'm Put my attention on the trees or the birds we have cardinals we have blue jays in our neighborhood we have lots of squirrels of course and we have butterflies and when I'm outside I'm walking and I'm I'm just paying attention to the nature there's moments where I experience great pleasure There's, spiritually, times when I'm really putting my attention on the creator of the universe. And I will put my attention on how incredibly grateful I am for my journey. Um, I used to be suicidal. I was divorced at a young age. I was married at 17. I was a teen mom. I I was really unhappy. I, I suffered a lot in silence for years. I pretended that I was okay and I wasn't. And to now have the life I have, it's like, wow. And I just, I become so incredibly grateful to God. Like, thank you for how you've, You've helped me navigate through the years of dysfunction and emotional pain. And there's this moment when, like, the only way I can describe it is my heart gets really full. And I have this experience of, like, happiness or joy. So, I invite you to look for yourself. What does joy look like for you? And with everything, all of your focus and intention, practice creating opportunities to shift your attention to what brings you joy. Of course, going out of town brings me joy. Like I love being at the beach, but I'm not going to be at the beach every day come on now. I mean, you know, I don't have it like that. So it's like, what about the small things? There were times with my husband where we'll just have these moments together. We just have like fun moments or we laugh about some things or we joke around. And I'm I'm like, I'm present to joy, but I'm looking for it. I'm putting my attention and my focus on the things that I know bring me joy. Now, that those are examples for me, but I invite you to look for yourself, okay? Joy doesn't just happen to you like magically, okay? I think we think that somehow. Like all of a sudden, I'm just going to be joyful, yeah, it doesn't work that way. We really have to choose joy, like choose joy over overwhelm, choose joy over anger, choose. And I know it's such a cliche. I mean, I love one of my favorite um, social media quotes that I put out there is "Choose joy." <laughs> I get it, okay. I'm, but I really like talking about like with intention. Choose joy. What does it look like for you? You can't choose something you don't know what it looks like. And keep joy in front of you. Something's going to be in front of you. And mostly it's default. Mostly it's negativity. And, you know, a big part of why that is, is just because how the brain is wired. For some of us, if we've gone through trauma... We just get in a habit of being in a state of being. That's all we know. So it takes practice. Now I'm going to conclude with this by taking time. And you know, for me, it's like I have to kind of get quiet for a moment and being curious about what does bring me joy and shifting my attention to that when you repeat it over and over guess what happens you're going to get better at it and for me it become it's become more natural it's more natural to experience joy than overwhelm and it took me years to do that now i'm you know want to just say that within you is a capacity to access true joy. And in this simple conversation, it's really a way that you can work with your brain. So I invite you to go practice. Leave me a comment. I'd love to hear your, you know, what brings you joy? Um, there, I asked several questions here. If you have any questions on how to do this, let me know. I'd love to give you some thoughts or work with you. I have the uh, hashtag new you group, which is my free life coaching group. If you're like, Hey, I'm interested in like cultivating joy in my life. Then you want to practice jump in the hashtag new you group. That's a really great place where you can get coaching. It's a free group and cultivate joy in your life. So until next time, I will see you later. Bye guys.